On March 16, 2023, tenants of CBC and the Sweeps received notice that their four-building apartment complex needed substantial remodeling. The notice said residents were required to leave, some within 60 days or at the end of their lease. The notification came from the building's new owner, CoreSpaces, a Chicago-based real estate firm that buys up student housing near universities. In the weeks afterwards, tenants and their supporters denounced the company, who insisted the renovations were needed for maintenance. Nearly a year later, where do things stand now? To find out more, I spoke to Sam Sapizi, a tenant at CBC in the Sweeps and an organizer with the CoreSpaces Tenant Association. Yeah, my name is Sam Sapizi. Um, I graduated in biopsych from UCSB this summer. And yeah, I'm a resident at CBC in the sweep, Sweeps. Now, um, I think they're changing the name to State on Campus or State at Campus Santa Barbara. And when did you first start living at CBC in the Sweeps? Almost four years ago. Um, I moved in August, probably about three and a half years ago. I moved in August some time ago. <laughs> I don't remember the year, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like to live there before last March? What were most of the tenants like and just what was it like living there? Yeah, totally. Um, it wasn't like, it's. I mean, like all kind of places in Ivy, it's not like spectacular. It's super lovely, but I mean, it was a chill place to live. The rent was good. Um I think when we first moved in, our rent was around $17.50 for one bedroom. Um, what was a little bit different, though, and interesting about CBC and the sweeps was that um, it wasn't like all students. There were some students, maybe, I don't know, less than half, 20, 30 percent. But there were the majority of people were um, people with like families, um, elderly people, um, tons of Section 8 housing, low income housing. No, we had neighbors there um, 20 to 30 years, um, which is why like we we did have like a very large elderly community because they had been there, you know, a lot of their lives. So it was like a really diverse community, which you don't really see anywhere else in Isla Vista. Um, but overall, I mean, it was just a calm, normal place to live. And it's, 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 I guess it's hard to talk about it looking back. Cause now I'm thinking about what it's like now. And I'm like, God, like, how can I say anything negative about how it was before? Like we had our basic normal IV issues. Like, I don't know, sometimes you have a plumbing problem or whatever, but yeah, it was, it was a fine place to live. Were the owner, like the previous owners, they were, were they responsive? Yeah. Essex, they, they were, uh, who previously owned it and they were, yeah, really responsive. Maintenance was always really quick to fix things. If you needed like bug control or, you know, you had garbage disposal issues, all sorts of things that very fast. Can you sort of fast forward to March, 2023? How did you first react when you got this eviction notice and had you heard about like rent evictions before? Yeah, so I kind of knew it was coming. I knew a little bit, like from stories I heard in LA, where they want to get past California rent caps. So, you know, they kick everyone out, change the stove and the fridge out, invite everyone back for double the rent. So I had heard stories like that. And I think it was January, we had like a notice that they needed to enter our apartment for, um, I don't know if it was like for investors, but basically they we kind of had advance notice they were selling the building. And they didn't tell us anything about eviction. They just, you know, came in, looked through, checked our cabinet, stuff like that. 
But my intuition then was like, oh, crap, like this, this could be bad. And then um, in March, yeah, when we got the notice on our door, it was kind of just confirming that um, what we, or at least what I had expected. Um, unfortunately, most of the neighbors, it hit like, just hit them all at once. They had no idea. And, you know, so many of these neighbors with really young children, it was, it was a horrible day. You just like walk outside and there were just people like in the, the like grassy areas and stuff, just sobbing and crying, freaking out. There are people just talking about trying to move as fast as they could because there's, there's so little housing in Santa Barbara. Like we got to beat everyone to it. You know, I, right after someone took a one bedroom for 4k because they were afraid of eating, they, yeah, wouldn't get anything. So it was, um, I think it was a little bit harder for a lot of the um, other tenants here that were just blindsided by it. I know a lot of tenants had like their long-term plans too were upended by this. And did this impact you similarly? To an extent. Um, so I was set to graduate um, last spring and we were kind of in like a situation where because I live with my uh, long-term partner of 10 years and, you know, he has a full-time job. I was getting my income from student aid and my loans. And we were put in a situation where if I had graduated and all of a sudden we had to get up and move, I, we wouldn't have enough income to be able to move. Right. Because you have to document that they want you move to a new apartment. They want to you to be able to show you make two and a half to three times the rent and income. So we had to make a decision to just, stay in school or for me to stay in school throughout the summer so that I can continue getting that aid. Um, and we, if I didn't have to graduate by the summer, I probably would have continued on through, you know, this year, even though it's not like, it's not like free money, I'm taking it out in loans, but it's so impossible to try and find a new apartment when you're not making at least 90,000 a year. Yeah. It's, it's invasive, you know, it's, it's invasive and it's, it's traumatizing, I would say. But yeah, it, it's happening everywhere. So obviously this eviction notice was so devastating and traumatizing for you and your neighbors. But I know you guys have organized and taken action as well. Um, you organized the Core Spaces Tenant Association, the CSTA, and you're collaborating with the Santa Barbara Tenant Union. Um, and also it's so cool that the union has spread to other like core spaces, properties across the country, which is like really incredible. And we'll talk about your like actions and accomplishments in a bit, but I'm wondering, um, can you talk a little bit about the formation of this tenants union? Yeah, so um, I mean, to start, there were uh, CPC in the sweeps, right? It's roughly 239 units. So you're looking at probably over a thousand people in total that that we're living here. So luckily we, um, well, unfortunately it took a lot of time going door to door, but luckily we were able to really get a solid base of people because there's just so many here or there were. Um, but yeah, how we started, we, SBTU was the biggest help ever. They, they did so much work for us. They kind of, um, they really coordinated the whole thing helped us with like flyers and like printing and setting up meetings and stuff. But it kind of started just by going door to door. Me and my partner just went to everyone. And we just, we took our flyers basically saying, you don't have to move. 
this quote unquote eviction notice, it's, it's, you're not being evicted. Um, it's in a sense, a scare tactic, but you're not evicted until you go to court and lose in court. It's, it sounds really simple. It was not that simple, but especially because like, even though like there's a lot of people here, no one really knew each other. There were some, you know, people that had been here for a while. Maybe they knew like other like uh, Spanish families or other like, like elderly women, but in general, none of us had really connected. And once we did that, we started realizing, oh my gosh, like we're all having like even previous issues in our apartments. We all are having the same thing, issues. We're all feeling the same way. Like we're in this together and we were able to really come in together. The Core Spaces Tenant Association achieved two major wins in the years since March 2023's evictions. Firstly, amendments to eviction law in Santa Barbara. After March 2023, the Santa Barbara City Council and the Board of Supervisors adopted a just cause for residential eviction ordinance, as reported by NewsHawk. Among the most important provisions include requiring landlords to offer no-fault eviction tenants the first right of refusal to release the unit. Additionally, the amendment redefines substantial remodeling as construction done to comply with health and safety codes, not just cosmetic improvements. Landlords must also secure permits needed for this substantial remodeling and serve tenants with copies of these permits. I asked Sam, how did Core Spaces react to these amendments to the Just Cause Law? Oh my goodness, yeah. They basically uh, came out and said it doesn't apply to them. Um, even though written specifically in that law that basically kept our housing, it, it applied during the unlawful de detainer stage, right? And no unlawful detainers had been sent out, right? So that's what they do. Basically, an unlawful detainer is what they send after their notices. They tell you to get out. You don't get out. They say, okay, here's a UD. Uh, go to court or leave in five days. And then we battle that in court. The With that new law passed, it the reason why it does apply to us is because it applies in the UD stage, the unlawful detainer stage, which CORE had never gotten to. But they pretended that they, I guess, had or that I don't know what they pretended, but they went out and uh, Lacey Taylor of Tyne Taylor Fox Law Firm came out and posted on everyone's door a bunch of letters saying like, uh, the previous notices you got, like, no, you do have to move. This doesn't apply to you. You guys need to go. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what it said. And I remember the day that happened, I was so mad. We immediately printed a new flyer saying the opposite, went door to door, just posting it over um, Lacey Taylor's flyers, which and luckily at that time, they stopped taking our flyers down because when we first started posting, they were sending maintenance around to take them all off the doors, which is not legal because we're unionized. Um, uh, well, actually, this is kind of backtracking a little bit, but not to mention most of their notices were always posted in English. And a big proportion of the tenants here are Spanish speakers. The Spanish speaking community at CBC and the Sweeps was very vast. It wasn't just like two, three people, right? There was like so like when we would go to door to door, um, we got, again, a lot of help from SBTU because we needed a translator, you know, because unfortunately, I don't know Spanish. Probably should at this point, but um but yeah, they totally neglected that. The core spaces really just thought they were buying up another fully student population. And it they had no idea what the actual population of CBC and the sweeps was, which is was not mostly students. Um, but yeah, no, they yeah, so core spaces basically said 
this doesn't apply to you. You still have to move. Don't listen to this. Let me cite some weird or or some like really complex uh, jargon um, of the law and then, yeah, go with it. And so basically just kept scaring people because when you have when you have management and a law firm posting things to your door versus some random person, random neighbor like me saying, hey, you don't have to move. I mean, who are you going to believe, right? You're probably going to believe the landlord and the, the lawyers, unfortunately. So it's not their fault, but it's it really sucks because it was all lies. I then asked Sam about the Tenant Association's recent court victory. Um. Yeah, so I want to say we officially entered unlawful detainer stage. It was like end of November, I think, sometime around there, Um, where they posted these like books on our door, basically, which is an unlawful detainer, basically saying, you know, you respond in court in five days or you leave. We are taking you to court. Um, So out of the people left, I'm not sure how many people were left at that time, but six of us got those UDs, including myself, and we gave them to our lawyer, Alex, you know, as soon as possible. And we won pretty rapidly on demur. So basically the judge took a look at it and was just like, I mean, I'm no lawyer, so I can't explain like the exact, like I can't say the words for it, but it was kind of basically like, no, we're throwing this out. Course spaces then said they would appeal. They didn't appeal. And so what that means is we're all now entitled to a one-year lease. They lost on the UD, meaning we should have never been evicted to begin with. And we get to stay. The UDs initially went out in like end of November. And I want to say we won maybe end of December, early January, sometime around there. It's pretty recently. They still haven't given us new leases, by the way. I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're just waiting on it. Or maybe they're trying to like wait for more people to self-evict because the conditions have been so bad that most people can't handle it with their you know, mental health or their families or everything else. Since CoreSpace's justification for the eviction notices was renovation, that the 60-year-old buildings of CBC and the Sweeps needed maintenance, I wanted to know, did CoreSpace's, in fact, renovate? A little bit. I would say it's improved the buildings a little bit. So basically, they they did do, like, roof replacements. Um, so they were up pounding on the roof, waking you up at 7 in the morning, um, which is fine. No one had to leave for that. No one had to leave their apartment. It was They just got it done and did it. I think they're going to do the parking lot soon. Um, they've closed off. They've put some gates to close off certain entrances and exits, which unfortunately uh, makes it very difficult when we need EMTs or the fire department to come in. But the only renovation, like, I, I mean, I'm out. I'm there every day. I'm outside every day. I You can see inside the, the apartments that they're doing, which they're starting tours for. Uh, new flooring, paint, new cabinet doors. I think they put a new water, hot water heater in, maybe a new bathtub. And, and they're furnishing them, too, because they want to sell them by the bed for $3,800. That would be about it. <laughs> yeah, they, they. I mean, they said we all had to get out. They said they couldn't do this with us here. And they've been doing it since March with us here. So, And you've had to, like, live with the all the construction since that time. Uh, it, that part is really horrible because, unfortunately, some of us feel like it might be targeted. I have no way to prove that. We know they don't want us being there, but... For example, we've had um, 11 water shutoffs in the past few months, and every time they shut it off, they, well, we, a few times we got notice. I think seven of those 11 times we got no notice. I call the office, I email, and they say, oh, there's a leak. It, it's 
really bad because it's not even just like, oh, we're going to shut off for 30 minutes. It's like, oh, okay, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You're having no water. On top of that, whenever they turn the water back on, it messes with the pipes and there's like air gets in them. So everything spurts out and then you turn on your faucet and just black, um, even though like the hot water is affected. Last time they turned off, I went to take a shower and when it came back on and we had six minutes of hot water until it ran out. I kind of also ties in with the electric bills. Um, multiple tenants have noticed huge spikes in our electric bills when we're sleeping or not there when the workers are. So I can give an example. My electric bill this summer, um, I can't remember what month, maybe around August, was $500 my one bedroom apartment. I have lived here almost four years. It's never been that high. I complained to management. They basically gaslit me and said, no, it's meh. And then the next month, all of a sudden it shoots down $200. And then I talked to our other neighbors. One of my neighbors, you know, he was previously unhoused. He only has one light and his bill for December was 300. In addition to that, during one of the water shutoffs, um, my apartment filled up with smoke and the, they have unplugged all the smoke detectors in all the units. And, uh, and keep in mind, there's no water on. So I'm freaking out. I call my neighbor, Dane. He comes over and he's like, what is this? Like it was coming from the bathroom. Turned out they were using a blowtorch next door to me, but somehow all of the fumes came up into the pipes and just filled my apartment. Um, and then, yeah, in addition to that, there's just nails everywhere i've already had one flat tire with a nail in it there's glass everywhere when they went to replace the windows they were just breaking them glass shatter i know i don't know why but they were just i would say at least a, maybe a quarter of the windows they replaced ended up busted including both units next to me glass everywhere in the walkway we can't get mail anymore i've had to contact usps multiple times we've gone weeks with no mail and usps told me well, they changed the locks on the doors. We can't get in. We don't have a, a key that works. I contact management, no response. So, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, God, the list just goes on and on and on. There's another case like of the pool flooding. It's happened at least four times now to my knowledge. Um, the second time it happened, one of the neighbor's apartments on the bottom floor just filled up completely with water. She had to vacate and move to a new unit. And she has a family. And... It was just because they weren't maintaining the filters. They weren't cleaning it. So, uh, yeah, that's just a few examples out of probably hundreds. I... The reason I got in touch with you is because you wrote this Reddit post. And what inspired you to write this post at this moment? I'm angry and more angry than ever. Um, I mean, I had been planning to, like, obviously get the word out to the community. Because, uh, again, I've, I've started seeing the touring and people, you know, students walking through and they seem really excited, which I mean, if you can get housing anywhere in this area, you probably should be excited. Um, and for the past couple months, I, I've been waiting on it, but I was kind of like just trying to see how things would keep transpiring. And in the past few weeks, CORE has made a move to get rid of um, even more of us by offering them buyouts, but not good buyouts. Like, not enough for them to really comfortably be able to move to a new apartment and survive. And sadly, many of us, like basically everyone that moved, they, they couldn't handle it anymore. The emotional strain. It sounds really basic when you're just talking about like banging on the, the doors, stuff falling off shelves, like whatever you deal with it. It's not, it's so much worse than that when it's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
But then when you go to sleep at night, you still dream about it and you've, you're constantly lost, not sure where you're going to live, when you're going to be forced to move, if you're going to be forced to move. So yeah, in the past couple of weeks, our numbers went down a lot because people just had to get out. And it frustrated me because it should have never happened this way. And on top of that, seeing the new students touring, people need to know about this place. And they need to also know that we have a tennis association still here, still formed. We're not leaving. Many of us will be here for at least another year. And we want to make sure anyone else that moves here knows, hey, you know, this person's rent $1,700. Why is your rent $3,800? We want to make sure that any of these shady things that CORE tries to do they're, they, they know that they have a community and some type of protection for it because this, I mean, they're not going to stop. They're, they they will do anything they can because they're a billion dollar company and they've gotten away with it 30 to 40 times already. So, yeah. So I guess the, the, the main, the main reason I posted it was just because I, we kind of finally came to a head of, okay, we are going to be here. Let's make sure we can get as many people as possible informed about their rights as tenants, as well as how horrible this landlord has been to all of us. And your efforts to publicize this are really incredible. And it's so important because it's not just, obviously, it's not just for potential tenants with core spaces. It's like for everybody living in Isla Vista. Yeah, thank you. It's, I mean, anyone can, can form a tenants union. Um, and it gives you a lot more power to fight back. Overall, like I said, SB2 really gave us like everything we needed to get through this. And, you know, they're they're not being paid to do it. They're all just doing this in their free time. Um, so I, yeah, most of the credit goes to them, to be honest. Before we wrap up for today, is there anything we didn't get to that you want to mention or any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? In the future, if you ever get a notice on your door saying you're evicted, or being evicted, remember it's it's not an eviction notice. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a notice. It means nothing until they go file an unlawful detainer. I would tell everyone after having gone through this so many times now, over and over and over with CORE, those notices are meant to scare you until you get to that UD stage, stay. If you wanna stay in your apartment, stay there. And even if you do get to the UD stage, there's so many ways to keep your home, especially if you're being renovated. That was Sam Sapizi of the Core Spaces Tenant Association. Thanks for listening. With KCSB News, I'm Joyce Chi.